Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. It is 23 minutes to 8 on SENSA. 16 degrees. Cloudy showers we're going forward today. It's been a challenging start to the morning, Mark Bickley, simply because I couldn't get into the car park at Studio Lumo today. Yeah. It's been it's a 12-month thing, hey, I know. Yeah. And I, I did a real passive-aggressive like shake of my head at the uh, construction workers, and then I felt intimidated, so I just went around the other way and found a park today to get into the building because <laughs> I'm not a confrontation kind of guy. You and I are really heart and soul kind of people. We're not intimidating at all, right? <laughs> Whoa. Conflict's not not big on conflict. We try and find other ways around it. There's a lot of conflict going on in the AFL world at the moment as the uh, trade talk begins to heat up. Someone who is all over this and we are very privileged to be speaking to each morning is our very own Tom Morris. Tom, good morning to you. Can you talk us through how the Clayton Oliver conversation begins? Bix and I are trying to get our heads around um, the fact that he doesn't want to go, Melbourne don't want to let him go, but other clubs think he might be gettable. How does this even work? Good morning. Morning, Walsh. Morning, Bix. Well, we don't. I don't know either way that Clayton Oliver wants to go or not. I don't know what Clayton Oliver's thinking. I don't know whether he has any appetite to go. He might, he might not. So I think we're just going to leave that to the moment. What I do know is that other clubs believe that he's gettable and Melbourne is not shutting down those conversations. Melbourne is open to having those conversations to trade Clayton Oliver, but only, obviously, for a premium deal, an exceptional deal where they would get um, an unbelievable draft hand or players or a combination of both back in, back in return. So, you know, there's some players that Melbourne clearly aren't open to even having a conversation about, you know, Christian Petrarca, Max Gorn. Oliver's not one of those players. This doesn't mm. mean they're pushing him out. And as, as you'd understand, this is a very nuanced situation at this point. It's not the demons are saying you've got to go. It's not the demons saying we want to get rid of you to save money like uh, Collingwood did with Brody Grundy um, or Adam Trelaw or Melbourne did with Jack Watts to Port Adelaide a few years ago. This is just, we are open to having these conversations. If you have something for us, come and speak to us. Um, and even then it might not work out. But the fact they're even open to having these conversations with seven years remaining on Clayton Oliver's deal is uh, is quite remarkable. So I, I I'm not overstating it. I, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here today saying that Clayton Oliver's on the way out. That Melbourne are trying to push him out. None of that. More that mm. Melbourne is open to the conversations that are currently ongoing with rival clubs, and clubs are exploring the best way to get it done. Gee, it's it's a um, unbelievable turnaround when you sign a player on a seven year extension, and then six months later you you. Uh, not, not sort of thinking about it, but you're toying with the idea or you can be entertained with the idea. It, it seems like a quantum shift in your thinking. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit that's happened with Clayton Oliver this year. Um, he's had a very tumultuous year off the field and it's been 18 months since he re-signed, not six okay. months. So that's important mm. to understand because um, uh, there's been a fair bit of water to go under the bridge. But mm. in saying that, you're right. 
seven years remaining on a contract, you'd think you're, you're pretty safe. And it must be also stated that if he wants to stay, there's nothing that Melbourne yeah, can right. do. But what we've seen in the what we've seen in the past, when clubs really force it, not saying the D's will do this, but when clubs really force it, the players feel like the best way um, to deal with that is, is to accept the club's decision. And and, and Brody Grundy is probably the best example of that. But also Adam Trelaw. Um, He's had a difficult year because he had that hamstring injury. Mm. He missed 12 weeks. He was in hospital with a foot infection. And there is absolute widespread frustration and concern, it must be said, in equal measure from teammates around Clayton Oliver. Um, they're worried for him. They're hoping, they're hoping that he can rediscover the professionalism and the hunger um, and the, uh, I guess, the standards that he displayed throughout the first few years of his career if he stays at the club next year. But Internally at Melbourne, um, yeah, there, there's some concerns and frustrations about the way things have played out this season to the point where uh, conversations have developed where um, even moving in with Max Gorn in a temporary measure was was canvassed and has been canvassed as Gorn sort of seeks to put his arm around um, one of his star players who's had a difficult season. So there's a bit happening for sure. So how hard is it for someone like you then, Tom, who is doing your job wanting to report what's happening, but then as soon as something comes out, the clubs get on the front foot a lot of the time and deny it, and then everybody else normally just sides with the clubs. But there's a lot going on that is unspoken, and until it's revealed, um, it kind of stays behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the challenge of journalism, isn't it? Trying to um, find out what people don't want you to know. I mean, I think it's pretty... It's pretty clear here that uh, Melbourne isn't pushing him out. Melbourne isn't shopping him in, in the same way that um, Brody Grundy... Would. I keep using Brody Grundy as an example because he had such a long time left on his deal at Collingwood at the time. So that's sort of the parallel there. Mm. But it's not like Melbourne is saying to clubs, hey, who wants Clayton Oliver? I think it's clubs saying to Melbourne, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, on trading Oliver? And Melbourne are saying, well, we don't want to trade him. Um, he's a star player, but if you've got something for us, then we're open to it. So that's the genesis of that. And, um, you know, Cal Toomey and Riley Beveridge have reported similar things. I've just read a story in The Age from, um, I think it's Nick Gleeson and, and Peter Ryan who have um, confirmed that Melbourne are open to these conversations and the Herald Sun has now reported it as well with Jay Clark. So it's certainly everywhere behind the scenes. Mm. One thing Melbourne can't do is say publicly, we are open to trading him. Um, or we want to trade him because then his value diminishes significantly. You know, you can understand that clubs would go, oh, we can get him for cheap. So Melbourne will publicly um, say, no, no, he's either not up for trade right now or he's a contracted player or we love him and we want to help him. Um, but privately, if they're having these conversations and listening to these offers from other clubs, which haven't come yet, I don't think, then uh, then there's certainly, when, when there's smoke, there's certainly fire. And, you know, if you're going to ask me, do I think Clayton Oliver will be at Melbourne next year? Um, I would say on the balance of things, I still think he probably probably will be, but it's not as I'm not as certain as I was, you know, a couple of months ago. So the, mm. the, there's certainly a bit happening. Tom, uh, something a little bit more clean cut and a little bit closer to home. Chris Burgess from the <laughs> Gold Coast Suns, uh, he's requested a trade to Adelaide, so that's most likely going to happen. You would think, considering what's yeah. coming into the organisation at the Gold Coast Suns, Jeb Walter, a big key position player. Uh, and the fact that Chris has struggled to get a game in the last couple of years, despite being in fantastic form in the VFL. Well, I look forward to asking Craig Cameron about this. We've got Craig Cameron, the Gold Coast list manager on trade radio at two o'clock today. Um, but it says a bit that Marby Ochoal and um, Chris Burgess are both looking to get out, given that they're likely to be playing VFL. So Adelaide can get him 
I don't think they're going to have to give up too much to get him. Mm. Um, and that can add to their forward, their forward depth, especially because they're likely to lose Shane McAdam to Melbourne. So I think that will get done. I think that will get done fairly easily. I'm not sure the Suns will play hardball over that. They're, clean, they're keen to open up some list spots so they can bring in these four academy players. Uh, as you said, Jed Walter is a key forward. So, and they've got Lukosius. They've got Levi Casbolt, who's re-signed. And of course, they've got Ben King. So I think opportunities were going to be limited for Chris um, Burgess next year at uh, the Gold Coast Suns. And I think the Adelaide Crows are a good fit. And the Adelaide Crows have money as well. Like they've got, they're in a pretty good position salary cap wise. I really like the Crows rebuild. You know, their rebuild started at the same time as North Melbourne. And they've developed really well. Yes, they missed finals this year. But I think um, it's hard to fault the way they've gone about it. I think Justin Reid and his team have done an excellent job. And the hardest step clearly is still to come, you know, leaping into finals and winning finals. Mm. But I think, I think so far, so good. And I think um, Burgess adds to that. Tom Morris, thank you so much for joining us, mate. We'll catch you tomorrow. No worries. Thank you, lads. Always good listening to Tom. You can uh, tune in.